Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Garden Talk aims to introduce new ideas, help solve problems, and keep you up to date on the latest developments in the nursery and landscaping industry. Call in now with your gardening questions, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Now, here are your Garden Talk hosts, Ken, David, Mark, and George. Good morning, San Diego. You're listening to Garden Talk here on The Answer San Diego KCBQ. Uh, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman, and I didn't screw it up this time. Nope. No. Well done. Well my, done, I was sir. going through it in my head. I would have done it incorrectly, just for the record. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> goes without saying. Thank you. That's a given. Yeah. So, how's everybody, everybody doing this weekend? Pretty well. I am thank well, you. thank you. How about yourself? Survive the heat? Yeah. Survived, yeah. Yeah, it was... It's been hot out in, or, out in uh, Poway. Enjoyed yeah. the heat? Yes, I did. Thank you. I like the heat. Yeah. Hashtag, hashtag me too. But it was clear this morning. We had a oh, cool night. Oh, it was crystal night. clear. Cool air coming in. I was able to sleep. And that's and, always my, my measure. If I can sleep, it's Life okay. is good. And you saw Venus this morning. I saw Venus this morning. And there was a planet up there as well. Did you sing Hey Venus? <laughs> I did not. I was thinking of the, isn't it a Razor commercial? <laughs> <laughs> that was the ditty going through my head. <laughs> well, there is a razor. I don't. I. I, I don't. Maybe it's. I just don't remember the. I don't remember the. Uh, yeah, I tie up the jingle the that goes with it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a. It was. It was. It was. It was beautiful out in Scripps Ranch, and the and it was nice that it, the the weather cooled off because, as Blake pointed out to me from the giant water stains on my ceiling, that apparently our uh, air conditioning uh, leak. drain lines are not working. <laughs> so. So I get to deal with that next week. So, so you can capture that water though and use it on your plants. Well, if I can get it out of my attic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can have somebody. You can hire somebody to come out and pull that air or that moisture out for you. Yeah. Well, that's that's probably what's going to happen on Monday. Oh, uh, anyway, let's see. Um, God, you know, before we used to start the show off with all the stuff that's going on in Balboa Park and things like that. And and our classes. And, yeah, and our classes. Our classes but, at both locations, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. We've been toying with the idea of doing a. A Facebook Live class or a, a podcasted class. I need to talk to Kat. I need to talk to Gigi about yeah. filming that. See see what we can do there. Uh, but we ha- we have had some people asking when when we're going to have in person classes again, and we just at this point in time we're just not set up for it, unfortunately. Soon, soon, soon. Yes, <laughs> two weeks. Soon can mean yeah, lots. Of it's things. vague. Yeah. Right. Well, I, so, I've had folks that that stood on our patio and said, "You can still do your classes here. We just will sit further apart." People are very interested in resuming that. And, you know, and now that people aren't lining up on the patio. That, right. That's, yeah. that's a good point. That's, yeah. a, that's a possibility there also. I think that's a metaphor for life. I think everybody wants to. Get back to some normalcy. Gets back to some normalcy uh, and not agreed. a new normal, a normal normal. A regular, yeah, regular normal. Oh, uh, let's see. One, what, one step at a time. Yeah. Some of the stuff that's going on, um, the seeds from China. Haven't heard too much about that recently, but you had a. I was looking at the yeah, U.S. Department of Agriculture website recently, and they they said that they don't think it's as malicious as we do. But as David and I were saying, you know, you never know. There might be that one packet, but they believed it to be some kind of scam where they were just sending seeds, and then they would uh, do online reviews saying how good their products were, and they would fake the reviews. Interesting. That's, that's what U.S. Department of Agriculture said, but we don't know yet. But to, but do you need to do you need to send the seeds out to, uh, anonymously to yeah. write a fake review? <laughs> yeah, it's like, or or you're just testing. You're or just you're testing, testing the see, system, right? See right. what the system will do. So I'm all about free stuff and seeds. I love free oh, seeds. Oh yeah, but yeah, you get the feed me Seymour plant in your backyard, and then you're doomed. Which is kind of cool. I found it came up as a memory when I had the 
the bud from that stapelia. Remember, oh, right, you open right, it up and right. it did look just like Seymour. But it just takes one seed to destroy. Well, Not could vine, be, right? Well, that yeah. could, but that's kind of controllable. But what if there were something that could wipe out a crop or, you know, I, I, there's just so much potential for, for evil there. Especially in 2020. Definitely don't plant it in 2020. That's a great idea. So, so wait till after the first of the year. Yeah. And then, then see. see what And that's happens. coming from somebody who really likes his free seeds. So please don't. Yeah. I think that I, I think that's kind of calmed down at this point, though. I haven't it has, heard they, that. They haven't great. said anything on U.S. Department of Agriculture since August with oh, regard so to the seeds. A, yeah, right. It has been a while then. Uh, you know, one of the things that people were that people have been asking about and actually old Ben from old Ben's workshop wrote a piece for the, I think we put it on the Facebook page about what you can do for birds since the fires where a lot of their habitats been, been wiped out. Uh, and you can always make sure that you have, that you have a bird bath in your backyard keep and keep water in it for drinking and bathing uh, a few rocks on it for easy perching. Uh, they said, expect a lot of, bird activity after a, after a fire because the, there's just the habitats just wiped out. Uh, keep your bird feeders and trays stocked with bird seed, uh, different variety, different bird seeds will, will attract a bunch of, will attract different varieties of birds. Black, black oil, sunflower seeds appeals to the greatest number of birds. Uh, you can use different blends. You can put peanuts, nuts, dried fruit are available to, and attractive for woodpeckers. Um, Avoid crowding, so space things out so that they're not all in all in one place. Un- unlike our finch feeders at the at the at the front of the store yeah. with, with about thirty birds on them at any at any given time. So if you want more, if you want to if you want to see the whole article, it's actually a very good article. It's on you can find that on the nursery's Facebook page. It was probably posted a day or two ago. Um, what else is going on? You, you want me to share with you my Mary Poppins or just let it go? Let it go. Let it go. Well, that's another Disney <laughs> <It's> another, movie. <laughs> David's let back. it go. Yeah. Let it. <clears throat> Sorry. Well, there's just this heat in particular with the plants. And I was telling you guys yesterday about my, my Poncon. Yes. Right, yeah. That has been stressing like crazy. And I haven't been able to figure out. And you brought cuttings in, right? They're with his headphones. Uh, oh, okay. Right next to, okay. <laughs> right next to the sink. I had... <laughs> You know, a, a wrench thrown into my, my gears. Did, yes. It just messed Fair everything enough. up. I had to puppy sit. And that just, and the poor puppy has the cone of shame on. I mean, it's just. It's 2020. It's 2020. I know. And actually, relative to what's actually going on in 2020, I guess I should not complain First world about problems. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I won't do that. But so many things have stressed out from, from the heat and from mm. perhaps a lack of water or perhaps other things. But you can. I've also noticed ones that things that have just been fine with the same water. They haven't needed extra or the mulching is, is adequate and things like that. And hopefully you have gotten caught up with the watering and, and mulching of your yard so that things aren't, aren't stressing. But we are seeing a lot of plants at the nursery that have sunburn on them, plants that are totally okay in the sun if they have adequate water. And it's also brought in a whole bunch of different bugs and things. Oh, and and contain and containers can be even more problematic than actual landscape plants when when it gets really hot because they will dry out a lot faster. Even it will, like I have a couple of fifteen gallon cans with tomatoes in them. I have to water them almost every day. Even a, even something the size of a fifteen gallon can. I have those avocados we were talking about last week in cans that I water every morning before I leave for work. Except this morning. Except this and morning. And yesterday. But yeah. it's supposed to be cooler today. Five degrees. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they'll make it through the day without getting watered because they did not. But I did remember to put some reverse osmosis water on my Venus flytrap and my honeydew. Which Is it honeydew or sundew? Sundew. There we go. Sorry. Yeah. Honeydew's the melon. Yeah. The sundew is the... Or the carnivorous plant, or the, or the list on your refrigerator, or the, or the stuff that the uh, aphids and sucking insects uh, secrete, that the that the sooty mold grows on. It can back back to the China thing. Just for yeah. we we, we kind of just jumped into it, but we didn't say what was going on with them. I mean, the, see, a lot, some folks may not know that we see, assumed. Yeah, we assumed no. everybody knew, but we you know. The, yeah, they were, be, random people um, 
I don't know if it was through, was it just in California? Or was it oh, across no, it was throughout the, the country. Throughout the country. That's why the receiving pa- Receiving unsolicited packets of seed, unnamed seed from China, China from addresses in China. Right. Just, just a like, random envelope shows up with a bunch of seeds in it. Right, and, and, it, and it wasn't four or five people. It was it was enough to get the, I, the I think the last right. Yeah, I think the last I heard it was like 1,500 right. or something or, right. or more. My daughter got a package of those seeds. She did. She really wanted to plant them, and her father really discouraged her. What if she did it in a controlled environment, like a level three containment lab or something? Well, as long as there were no bats present, I think it would be okay. <laughs> but, you know, that kind of got out of hand too. Yeah. So I don't think she did. You know, she's an adult now, so I can't tell her what to do and not to do. But I could suggest. Yeah, you're not the boss. You're not the boss. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. And as an adult, she can talk to and do what she wants. I, I, she did decide not to, at least for a while. So as far as you know, until she finds out she can get a buck for him and then (laughs) all bets are off. If you want to give us a call today, one eight, the number is one eight, 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 three, four, four, one, one, seven, zero. And if you want to give us a call a little earlier it might be better because we couldn't get to all the calls that we had last week. So uh, that's 888-344-1170. Kind of like the number on the AM dial of the answer. 1170 AM. Just like it. I mean, kind of. Mostly. You know, talking about drought stress, it's one thing One thing that I've noticed from time to time. It, it seems to happen mostly to hydrangeas is that they will they can be – they can be fully watered and have a wet root ball in a container, but they'll still wilt if it's really hot because they just can't keep they can't keep enough water in the foliage. They transpirate water so fast that they can't pick it up out of the root system. But as soon as the as soon as the sun starts to go down, and it starts to cool off. Yeah, they per- they perk back they up, perk right back up mm-hmm. again. Uh, fuchsias can do that too. I've noticed that with fuchsias as well. But with with hanging baskets and containers and things like that, I think you probably need to water. Um, probably every day. Well, we're if, watering, if not twice, yeah. everything yeah. every day in Poway. Yeah. And, and some things twice a day. They're doing some spot watering on the smaller containers because they just can't retain enough moisture. Oh, the bedding, the bedding plants, and the vegetables and things like right. that. Yeah, that take take it takes a takes a lot of water to 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 keep them going. What else is going on? Well, my my squash. That, yes. Oh, that's another thing that has to be watered every day, except for this morning. <laughs> However. When I went down to let the chickens out this morning, I, a possum went scurrying by, and then I went to, he was between me and the chicken coop, and then I looked to see where he went, and I didn't find out where he went, but there was a skunk going off the other direction. There's something, I don't know, the sticks. It's good on some hands where I can have all the fruit trees, but there's so there's many critters, and I know, I know that possums are good. Even the skunks are good because they. Well, skunks are too, except or unless. Right. Right. Unless you have grubs in your lawn, right. then they're not so good. Or your neighbor's dog, which fortunately is not my dog, but the the aroma can still can it. make it into my yeah. yard. Yeah, somebody got it two nights ago, which when you're sleeping with the doors open and sucking air through the house to cool it down, when there's a skunk that sprayed somebody outside, it's not the most appealing thing in the world. I could. I could see that. You know, when the last week, a couple of nights, I heard a couple of huge packs of coyotes in my neighborhood. I mean, multiple, multiple barking and chattering and, and yipping or whatever yipping they do. That whatever. Whatever. I was going to make try and make a cougar joke out of it, but it wasn't coming to mind. So the other thing that we've had a lot of spottings of in um, in scripts this summer is bobcats. A really? lot of bobcats. Yeah. Yesterday it, was the anniversary of my hike at Blue Sky. With has it been a year? As a year, yeah. With the wow. uh, with the bobcat that befriended me and befriended me and and walked alongside us the entirety of the hike, cuddled, purred, rubbed rubbed up against my leg, and then the we went and let the rangers know. I sent some emails to the to the rangers that came out to our store, and mm-hmm. uh, they they said that they heard about it, uh, and they went. I showed them the pictures, and they went and uh, finally captured it and put him in a, in a uh, sanct- her in a sanctuary. Oh, good. Well, that's nice. But yeah, I um, Blake's girlfriend's mom had one on her on her patio, and she's in, lives in a condo that overlooks uh, overlooks the lake. Uh, a number of people have posted pictures of them in their in their backyard, or sitting on the fence, or 
a mother bobcat and a bunch of kittens with her. Yeah, there there's been a there's been a lot of sightings in 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 Scripps, which is good because uh, it was about a year and a half ago there were a couple of sightings of mountain lions in Scripps Ranch. One guy actually pulled up working night shift came home early in the morning before sunrise and pulled into his driveway and there was one laying in front of his garage. So that was down on the enjoying south, the warmth south of just, south of Palmer on the south side of Pomerado. But they did but he didn't have a rat problem in his yard. Was, no. <laughs> Probably didn't have a burglar problem either. That's true. I would think so. If you want to give us a call, number is 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk right here on The Answer, KCBQ 1170. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same. And we're back with gar- with more garden talk here on KCBQ and K-Praise here in San Diego. Uh, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. You were talking, was it during the break here you were just talking about you think you might have a beehive in your yard yeah but i wasn't gonna say that out loud to everybody oh well sorry what? yeah so we won't what? never mind okay just don't just even disregard yeah. that why would you i don't know i don't know because maybe my neighbor's listening and doesn't want a beehive oh when i was growing up i remember well anyway um i'm pretty excited about it though and since you brought it up why don't we talk about it okay so i have a ton of bees eating my overripe figs and grapes and I have to compete. And I've learned that harvesting in the middle of the day, reaching into a tree where you can't really see what you're grabbing and grabbing for it is not a good idea when there's bees on there. So I'm doing it mornings and evenings when the bees aren't there. But I think the bees have taken up residence in my unused animal pen, which oh. I'm kind of okay with because it's they're on the back side of it, which is the furthest, safest place away from my civilized portion or semi-civilized portion of my yard. And I'm going to be pretty excited about having the extra pollinators. Put a, put a hive in. Yeah. I've got well, a suit. You can borrow my I, suit. I, I mean, no, I, I need one, one that you can go and easily extract the honey from. Oh, well, that's a whole nother level of, of work. <laughs> yes, it is. And what kind of a gardener am I? Well, you're not my, I'm the lazy gardener. Well, that's copyrighted, patented, et cetera. So, okay. You can be something similar, but not quite exactly the same. Okay. I'm the oaf gardener. <laughs> To borrow a phrase. <laughs> well, it was interesting. I was, we're members of the Ramona Valley Vintners Association. So we I get a ton of email. There, there's, it's a very active group of people and they're always exchanging email information and things. And uh, the, over the past week or so, the biggest thing that's been going on has been harvest time. And people are looking for extra hands to harvest and things like that. And there was a, there was one vineyard was going to harvest this weekend. They were going to they were going to start yesterday on one variety, and then today they were going to take they were going to harvest the other variety. They just sent an email out on Thursday, I think it was that the the harvest for Friday was was a go, but they canceled the harvest on Saturday because the yellow jackets got into the fruit, and they just wrote it off. Wow! Now wow. wasn't it a year ago? About now that. They were harvesting early because we were expecting such heat. tremendous heat that they were afraid it was going to destroy the grapes. Or was that two years? Do you remember that been, there was, it was a two years? Ago, I think I think, it, I think that might have been two years ago, uh, but I do I do remember something about that. You know, we always every time this happens that we have the heat, it's unprecedented. It's 
almost like it's never happened before. It's so unprecedented. Except every except, other year. Except yeah. for it, it, you yeah. start thinking about it, it happens all the time. Yeah. Maybe not the exact same day. No. The same seasons. Yeah. But it's almost like August and September, we have heat almost every year here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have that same recollection? Yeah, somewhere okay. around there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I don't remember exactly what week or month it was, but they were all worried about it getting destroyed on if they'd left it on for another you know week through the heat. And yeah. I wonder if they were doing that. Did you see anything about that the week before when it was in the I did upper not. hundreds? I, I did not. Interesting. Uh, if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. We're going to go talk to John in San Diego right now. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you guys? Good. What can we do for you? Well, it's nice to have you back on the radio. I've missed you. So well, thank you. It's nice to be I, back. I start my Saturdays that way. Well, thank you. Well, anyway, um, I'm a, a big fan of uh, bare root season and all the fruit trees that you get in. And, and I have a place in town, but I recently bought a place in Julian. And uh, the spot that I'm in in Julian gets later frosts than even uh, the majority of town up there. And so what I want to do is buy a bunch of bare root fruit trees, but even more uh, cold uh, chill temperatures than what you normally stock at even the Poway store. And I want to get some Stella uh, cherries and Rainier cherries and Royal Anne and, and some other cold weather apples. And I'm wondering, is it possible to order those type fruit trees at the Poway store and have them brought in with your Dave Wilson order? It is, and we do have some people up in Julian that get some special order trees every year. Uh, those orders were placed a couple of months ago, so we are getting late in the season. But if you uh -huh. want to email me um, a list of what you're looking for, well, there's a, a good chance we can still get them for you. Those, those late frosts up there wreak havoc on anything that comes out of dormancy early, and even some of the ones that are high chill when you have those late frosts, they still get those. You have to be real yeah. selective, I guess. And I, absolutely, we can. Get me the list, and uh, I can, can work on it this week with our rep from Dave Wilson. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. If, if you want to email it to me, David R at WalterAnderson.com, and make sure that the Anderson is spelled with an E. Otherwise, it goes to a very nice gentleman in Germany, and he f usually forwards me the things in a, in a few days. But David R. at WalterAnderSEN.com. Super. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170. You're listening to Garden Talk. Uh, I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. You know, when we went off the air, as I think we chatted a little bit, it was sad that we were going off the air, but... It was also nice not to get up at 4 a.m. or, you know, you guys. That, that was closer. really nice, yeah. And, and we talk about it. It's no big deal. But then the longer it goes, the more of a big deal. Then you then you start to miss it. And then it's nice yeah. to nice to come back. It is. Yeah, it I is. got back into the swing. Got back, quick, in, huh? got back into it fairly, fairly quickly. I adjusted my schedule today. I actually got up at 4.45 instead of 5. So it worked out a little bit better. Yeah, the difference is I'm wearing a ball cap. That means I didn't run through the shower this morning. I shower yeah. at night, but uh, I typically shower in the mornings as well. You look better with a ball cap. I think anyway. I do too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, one of the things that one of the things that we've seen that have been a real problem this year, more so than more so than any time in the re in the recent past that I can remember, is spider mites. An unbelievable amount of spider mites, and I don't know if it's because of the the warmer, drier weather, or, or what? But man, we see them on all kinds of stuff, and huge infestations of them. Uh, you know, not just a, not just a few here or there, but you put put a leaf under the microscope, and it's just crawling with them. I, I was I was uh, pruning up a caprice the other day, and of interest was I was taking out some tomatoes, and I didn't need a microscope. They were so, I, you could, I, oh, you, I yeah, you, you, you showed I'll, me. I'll post that on our yeah. Facebook page later. But the, the mites were so prevalent that I could just see them all over the all over the uh, the webbing that they were producing. And that that web looked like a sail. It did, yeah. With with little spider mites running up and down it, instead of what do you call people that run up and down the 
masthead. Sailors? Sailors. Oh, isn't there a special? A sp- no. Okay, they look like no. sailors. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, I guess guys. You, I guess you could say, you could say a square rig sailor. Yeah. Thank but, you. There you so, go. So yeah, but uh, it's just it it's ama- it's amazing. Uh, unfortunately, with the weather being as hot as it is, our you our normal go to spray to get mites under control, horticultural oil. You don't really want to spray when it's when it's in the nineties. When it's above rule of thumb, I would say is above eighty five. Um, but this, that's probably the best control that there is for them because it it, it suffocates everything that's on the except for the plant um, that's on the plant. Sulfur, sulfur so, dust yeah. is recommended by UCIPM Integrated State Man- uh, Pest Management. Yeah, it can burn. Sulfur can, can burn. burn as it can well. burn too. Yep. Yeah, that's another one. And I know that, like with um, as far as grapes are concerned, you can you, you can use and sulfur also works as a as a fungicide. Um, but there's different it there's varieties of grapes that are actually more susceptible right. to burning than right. than uh, others would when you're using sulfur. So you have to be really careful with it. But the Monterey horticultural oil, the concentrate, not the ready to use, is more usable in higher temperatures. And I have no qualms about recommending the Monterey up to 95 plus degrees they have, say they say over 100 in the central valley in the summer no problems you, i'm still <coughs> timid yeah. have you I, tried yeah, it i'd be very timid on that no now, i've used i've used the ready to use on a on a um, australian finger lime that had a fair number of uh, scale scale insects mm-hmm. on, on a branch and like you david i did just the branch i didn't get the entirety of the plant and i it suffered no damage it worked really well if you're going to do it we're coming up on a couple of days to do it now. So today's still supposed to be hot, but it's supposed to be cooler tomorrow and Monday. And if you're if we're under 95, which most of the county should be today, tomorrow, and Monday, uh, water today so that everything's well hydrated. Uh, because as as mentioned, it suffocates everything. And if your plants are outstressed, it could suffocate that, um, and that could be a problem as well. So water today. And then you can spray this weekend or the rest of the weekend, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, and take care of any of these things that you haven't been able to because of the heat. You, you guys have the ready to spray as well, correct? Yes. The Monterey? Mm-hmm. And, and the reason I push the ready to spray, you just hook it right up to the hose, and there's no dilution in the, in the container. There's no dilution prior to it being uh, siphoned into the stream of water. I did once, during a cooler period, mix up my own water uh, and oil mix in the the type of sprayer where you pre-mix. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens when you put water and oil into the same container? They don't stay mixed. Yeah, and I wasn't agitating enough. And so at that, the end... That, that's unusual. <laughs> that I wasn't agitating? <laughs> yeah, you must not have been present. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good. Um, <laughs> so had, when you were I, done, you were spraying either oil... Or water, yeah. Only... Just primarily the oil, right? Because the water at was a at much the higher concentration yes. that was recommended yes. for that plant. Yes, but it didn't burn anything because it was during a cooler period. But instead of having to agitate it, if you just get it in the ready to spray container, that takes care of it. And I don't know if we we have the one gallon refills. Yes. So you can refill your ready to spray container. So you only have to buy it once and pay a little bit extra, and then you can get the less expensive uh, refill and spray the rest of the orchard. Oh, there you go. That's my theory. And you're sticking to it. That's sticking right. And I'm sticking to it. And now I'm looking like an adjutant, but please continue. <laughs> if you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number you're listening to Garden Talk on KCBQ and KPraise here in San Diego. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one 
recognize me. I didn't look the same. And we're back. But with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and K-Praise here in San Diego. I'm Ken Anderson along with David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Um, I'm okay with Ricky Nelson every break coming back. You? I like, yes, That's I do. It was a little short, only having it once before. I like the new. I forgot what we were talking about before. Right? Sunburn. Sunburn. That's right. Not just on people. It's not just for people anymore. That's right. right. So you want to... Talk to Tracina first. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a customer last week we talking about just heat and people not really know what sometimes what they're doing. Um, but that's why they come to uh, us, right? <laughs> One hundred and seventy dollars Tracina, and then left it in their car, and literally brought it back the next day, and the whole thing was completely brown. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was like it, it was like it was in a microwave oven. And, and they wanted green leaves on their Tracina. Yeah, they couldn't figure out what happened. It's, it's, yeah. the, the funny thing about that is in probably six months, it'll be totally fine because well, immediately wrong. the new growth is going to come out. But yeah, I, I but take it, it they probably wanted a green one now. Correct. Yeah. People are funny that way. Yeah. It was, uh, but yeah, that happens. That happens quite uh, a bit. Even uh, we had, uh, Teddy's pretty good about house plants, but very protective of them. And he likes to talk to everybody that buys one to tell them, you know, don't put it by that window now. And, well, you know, well, you hear PSAs about leaving people in cars. Yeah. You hear PSAs about leaving puppies in cars, but you never hear any PSAs about leaving your, your plants well, in, in interestingly, cars. Interestingly, I just did that yesterday with a customer who said that they were bringing their plants up to Northern California. And I told them they were all house plants and or shade plants. And I, I gave them a PSA about not leaving those plants in the car when they, you know, stop to eat or get gas or et cetera, et cetera. So... I did it. We started the process. I, I have found people that have started with their house plants inside, and then they go out into the yard and Poway and do more shopping, and the cart's sitting out there in the full sun. I, is that okay if I take that inside? And yeah. people don't think that the sun yeah. would burn them that quickly. Correct. Even when I'm standing there as an example of what happens when you put something out in the sun that isn't used that to it. It shouldn't right. be out there, yes. I had a gentleman... I was behind him and he was at the service counter and I came up behind him. He was holding a lime in his hand behind his back. And I walked up to him and I said, sunburn. And he said, excuse me. And I said, sunburn. Didn't you want to know what was wrong with your lime? And he brought it forward and he didn't think it was sunburn, but it was clearly just a portion of the fruit that had been exposed to the sun. Sun. That was burnt. It was lighter brown around the edges and, and, and totally suck, sunken in the middle. Right. And you showed him, you know, what, what the leaves looked like around yeah, the plant, I, right? Yeah, I put my fingers around to represent leaves as, you know, to, to show where it was blocked out. And he was totally fine with it. At, it would, at the people end, don't yeah. think about it because Correct. they're orange trees, they're citrus trees, they're, they're lime trees. They take the sun. They're in the well, sun. Yeah, citrus is... That, people... Well, they, they are. Citrus are really tough plants, but... Um, there's been a few occasions where people brought, brought in foliage this year that was sunburned on citrus. And if they get to there again, if they don't, if there's not enough soil moisture, it, it's going to cause stress. And you can, and when you sit down and, and look at it, like a small branch that somebody brings in, you can see perfectly where the, the leaf up above it shaded the leaf below it. And you can, and the burn marks on it are, yeah are pretty they line up yeah. it, it all right. li- it all lines up yeah, yeah. you'll also see that from plants bes- you know they'll, they'll prune a uh, an ash tree or something that's beside it and all now all of a sudden the new tree is is exposed i mean their their citrus or other tree is exposed to sun that wasn't well, well, getting it prior. and that's Correct. why you have to be careful pruning citrus if you're going to do pruning or thinning of citrus right. especially in the summertime you cut away some of the canopy and expose the tr- it exposes the trunk which had been in the shade to the sun you can get sunburn on the you can get Correct. sunburn on the on the bark and if there's too much sunburn on the bark or if the sunburn goes all the way around the branch or the, the branch or the trunk that that can wipe out the It'll, that can wipe out the tree that's why that's why we sell tree trunk tree trunk white which is, and, and is recommend a, you don't trim it and open up the interior to the sun especially yeah. during summer right. and and that can happen with avocados too so, particularly well, avocados and right. we we were talking about the sun on the fruit burning it, and people don't think about it. The same with tomatoes and peppers. Mm-hmm. You get sunburn on the fruit, and people think, well, it's a summer crop. It, it, it's supposed to be fine. Well, it's supposed to have shade around it. And if you think about the process, especially the fruit trees, is uh, 
avocado, citrus, and all the stone fruits, when they bloom, the blooms are at the tips of the growth. The citrus, it's new growth out at the edges so that the bees have access to them. But immediately after the fruit sets, what happens? The trees start growing to put a a, a, a canopy of leaves over the fruit to protect it. And I can't believe it took me probably close to 40 years to, to recognize that, that pattern. I, I never thought about it until I, I, you know, watched the entire sequence and for some reason paid attention to it, which I, I guess that surprises everybody that I paid attention. A little bit. Hence the look we're all I, giving you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it is really an, an interesting situation just watching that whole process take place and how it all it all has to be for the fruit and that's why i'm so excited now to have my my bees that nobody knows about because i don't want anybody taking them away from me that a secret yeah we won't tell anyone uh speaking of citrus uh a little bit of bad news out of out of rancho cucamonga they found um Citrus greening disease (HLB) and it was it was it it was just one tree so far, right? Yeah, but they're gonna clear. What is it? A couple hundred yards of trees. They're gonna. I thought go it was. A th- I thought it was a thousand feet. Thousand a feet. A thousand foot radius from an infected tree. All citrus has to be removed. So, and they're destroyed. trying. They're trying. We're getting behind the curve. I'm sure because they're still finding new, new finds. However, we do have some potential good news about that. It was in the paper. Uh, what about a month ago? Yeah about yeah. using the a gene that they found in the finger lime. The Australian finger lime. The Australian right. finger lime that does not, it is not susceptible to HLB, the citrus greening disease. So they are, they have some field tests to do that have been delayed because of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So they have been delayed on that, but they think they have an answer that they can, spray the trees right and that's what i thought and it will protect them i I, almost like an inoculant is is what i recall it being which is which is interesting because i know they the i think it was the florida citrus growers association had been sponsoring a lot of research into uh genetically engineering uh oranges so that they are so that they're immune to the disease. This this will be fantastic, and I think it's Florida is where they're they were going to do the tests, and if indeed it works, that's the savior of our citrus crops. Could very well be. And and I was kind of joking about the GMO and who would be able to have citrus and who wouldn't, but now maybe we have found a way around that, and we don't have to worry about it. Well, this would it. I think this would be significantly faster too than trying to engineer and right. that would that out right. that would mean reproducing the entire all the crops right well it would mean reproducing all it would mean reproducing all the crops but just the just the testing to get the testing that it would have to go through to get For it certified to be approved, yeah. to be approved right. cuz it's it's not just something that you can go Here it is. and do right yeah it, and, they, and, it takes to, years and then to get each one of those trees to maturity out in the field into into production in groves would be Significant and we'd have time. another generation down. You'd have to test and right. more generations down. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm hopeful because yeah. very little is Sorry. more important to me than my fruit, and that includes citrus. If you want to give us a call, 888-344-1170 is the number. You're listening to Garden Talk. And while we're staying with the uh, citrus theme here, another thing that seems to be particularly bad this year, I don't remember it being so bad last year, but this year is um, leaf miner. Yes, leaf miner has been <clears throat> has been very bad this year, yeah, and yeah. much more so than last year. Yeah, we get fifteen I, people a day coming in. I was going to say ten, so yeah, something. I, yeah, I, there's a right. lot of people coming in daily, and you can tell. I mean, they'll bring in a baggie, and from a distance, you can just yeah, say, you can see this leaf miner." And yeah. Yeah. yeah, do you know what surprises me about that? No. That as many people still are unaware of what that is. They have not seen it. They haven't noticed it right. before. That that's surprising to me. It's been at quite a point, few right, years. Right. Although and, I, I think now, at least, at least within the past six months or so, I think there's probably a lot of people that have citrus that didn't have citrus before. I mean, with that's based, true. Ba- based on the number of citrus trees, trees that we've sold. sold in the past six months, true, or the or just the past year even. Um, and, I, and as 
previously, I, I was laughing as you were talking about how what the citrus leaf miner problem is, what we're having with it this year. I still have all of the curatives. I have both the pheromone traps at home and the Captain Jack's dead bug brew. In, right your, there, in right your garage. There, right there in the garage. Right there in the garage, <laughs> yeah. yes. And so I don't know if they work or not. I've heard it told that they do, but they are doing nothing for my citrus trees from my garage. No. So... And well, the traps, the traps are useful, even if the pheromone, you know, starts to wear off. I mean, what's nice about the traps is, besides capturing the males, so you reduce the number of pregnant females, is it does give you an indication if they're around, because you can glance inside and you'll see all those little dots. Right. And at that point, you can do some some spraying prophylactically to at least wipe out the moth and help reduce the population. Well, we we have. It's been a couple of years, but we had one of the. We had one of the traps at the customer service and opened it up, and it was, it was covered. completely right. covered with the with the moth. And and I think what the other thing that I think people don't realize is that the the when we talk about a moth, it's not a yeah, not, it's not it's your, not a big moth. It's not it's a, a it's, yeah, it's a tiny it's little a, dot, a very tiny right. tiny insect. Well, yeah. we had a customer return one of those traps because it did not work, and when we opened it up, it was covered with moths. But they're tiny. They're just yeah. little black dots on there. Yeah. And uh, it obviously was working because mm-hmm. all of those males were not there to fertilize, to pollinate their females. So I, I tell people when I when I work with them, giving them you know the different paths they can take to help reduce the population, that that's not a panacea. It's it's a mitigating step. It will reduce it. It, it won't make it zero. Both both of them, I think. Are, right. In, yeah. You need more. Yeah. But it, gonna, it's useful. Very. Very well. I, I assume they are. I, yeah. I've heard told. Well, you know, I've used them previously in the yard, and, and I have similar, you know, I, I could have walked in and said, these don't work, because I still had leaf miner, but I can yeah. only imagine how bad it would have been had I not had Correct. the traps. Well, Correct. When the first, when the leaves come out, the clean leaves come out, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> we'll talk about it when we come back. 888-344-1170 is the number for Garden Talk here on The Answer, and Kay Praise here in San Diego. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. When I got to the garden party, they all knew my name. No one recognized me. I didn't look the same, but it's all right now. And we're back with more Garden Talk here on KCBQ and K-Praise here in San Diego. And we were going to continue the conversation, but I don't remember what the conversation was. Yeah, it was that important. <laughs> Well, every year I have the traps, I have the, the Captain Jacks, I have all of the treatments. And we do suggest that if deployed, they are more useful. Is that correct? That but is when the correct. F- citrus leaf miner attacks the new growth. Mm-hmm. And when the new growth comes out, when you first start seeing it, it looks great. I don't need it. There's no leaf miner here. And then I ignore it until there's a ton of leaf miner there. And I think, oh, there's a ton of leaf miner here. I don't need to do anything. And because I am... I'm not the lazy gardener because that's trademark patented and copyrighted. What that's am right. I? I'm an oaf. <laughs> I'm an oafish gardener. But, and then, but but then what happens is that the, the as you get through the winter, the moth goes away, it subsides. You know, the whole population's relaxing. And then as you move into spring, you get all the new growth that hasn't been damaged yet. So you're like, ah, I'm okay. And and then what happens is you're they not. Come, you're yeah. not okay because May comes and the moth is back and the new growth is deformed. It normally shows up mid to late May. And it's usually here until about the end of October. Right. And last year, the year before, I think it hung out a little bit longer than that. But the majority of it was gone by the end of October. So one or two more sprays with Captain Jack's once a month. Now in September, one more in October should take you through until next year. Or you could just leave it in your garage and then wonder why all those leaves are damaged. Are damaged. And, and right now when they're small, you just see the leaf miner in there. And then as the leaf continues to grow... The sun 
destroys the portion of the leaf, whether the tree's been watered or not. It destroys the portion of the leaf where the leaf miner was, and that's what people bring in the rest of the year. Right. Because it just totally eats all the way through. Yeah, or the leaves are, are completely deformed because the structural integrity of the cell wall being eaten is gone, and they just... Wait a minute, because of the structural integrity of the cell wall? That's right, the plant oh, right. cell wall, and they come out completely deformed. You know, they've probably released them because of COVID from the cell wall. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh. Well, you know, the other, oh, the other, I got, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that you can do, too, oh, is if, if, you, if you catch it early enough, you can, you can keep a lot of it under control by either... Uh, trimming off the affected foliage, but not enough to maybe. cause sunburn interior on the plant. No, no, just the just out towards the just out towards the towards the ends of the branches. Just the new growth, because that's yeah. all they're they're that's, interested. That's in. all the, that's all they're after. And I thought I had seen it. I thought I had seen it on a actual piece of fruit one time as well. I have, and on yeah. stems as well. Stems, yeah, I've, I've seen, seen it a lot. Of oh, I don't think I've ever seen it on a stem. I've I seen have, it. I've yeah. seen, seen. It's a rare instance, but you'll see. You can see it on the on the fruit sometimes. So if it is on the fruit, that presents a problem for vegans, correct? Well, only if they eat the skin. Only if oh, they eat okay. the rind. Right. Okay, right. thank you. So, uh, well, he's trying to make trouble for the vegans, aren't you? David? I'm just trying to make trouble. I'm a <laughs> pot stirrer, agitator. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't done it yet, the, there's still time. Although it's well, actually, winter vegetables are in in full swing right now. Really, just ramping up. Yeah, yeah and if you. If you haven't if if you haven't planted them, you can still get one more. In most areas, you can probably get one more crop of tomatoes in, especially if you'd go with something like Early Girl, that's going to ripen pretty quickly. Um, but a lot of the all the root crops are all the root crops are in now. Uh, lettuce, the the leaf crops. I've been looking at my passing squash. I have some Mexican zucchini and regular zucchini, and both are pretty much done. And I've for the last two, three weeks, been saying, I had to put in a new crop. <laughs> I had to yeah. just plant a couple more because I'll get another harvest. Yeah. And I haven't. Mm. Yeah, I, when, when I, do, I need to, to do that. And garlic in? When is that supposed to happen? Uh, onions are here. Oh, well, we the, the uh, bulbs. The onion, we got them in and they were released yesterday afternoon. Oh, okay. So Very hopefully good. you got them as well. Um, I would assume you did, but I, I don't know yeah. that. And if and I don't know if they're released either, so ours were released. Actually, they weren't released, and yeah, it was late yesterday. Okay, and I so hopefully you'll have them available. We got to have just the California garlic and the elephant garlic, okay. and then three colors of onions. Very good. Red, white, and yellow. I'm going to grow the Stuttgart this year. red, Snowball white, and I can't remember the yellow. No, I thought it started with a K, or was that Carmen? Carmen, that's it. Carmen. Carmen red. red. Yeah. Red and Carmen or Carmen Red. Stuttgart Yellow. Right, Stuttgart Yellow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. I didn't want to mix up my onions. Oh, earlier in the season, in, in six packs, we had a, we had quite a selection of onions. There were you know, everything from from scallions to red onions. There were uh, yes, uh, some of the sweet, sweet onions, onions yeah. uh, gold, white. There was a, there was a. I, w- I was surprised at the. I was surprised at the different varieties of onions that we had in in six packs at that time. I have two six packs of onions that I got in the summer that I was going to let go dormant <laughs> and then plant the bulbs now. Oh, okay. And they're sitting there in their six packs and I'm, I'm hopeful that the bulbs still have Some moisture. Type of moisture. To, yes. That <laughs> well, they how, are plantable. how big are the bulbs if they're in six packs? Yeah. They're... Well, they've, they've grown up. They're probably the size of a, penny? no, not quite a penny. What, what size is that? David holding his hand. <laughs> For those who the, can't see. <laughs> <laughs> probably the size of a two or three peas put together. Does that sound about right? Anyway, they should separate out as long as they're not Large blueberry. Too, too, and those were, oh, from, those were from seed? They were from seed from Southland. They were in the blue packs, and they're totally divisible, divisible. And Tom has started planting them in a row in a line rather than a clump to make it easier for people to separate them. Oh, I hadn't noticed that. Now that I say that, I think these are kind of in a clump and not a line anymore, but he, (laughs) he, he, he was doing that to make it easier. And we are expecting still the, the super sweet starts, but that won't be till the end of November or December. And those are a variety pack. If I remember right. Yeah. Ours are mixed. I think you and San Diego get straight colors, but ours are just mixed bundles, which you've already had people asking for. 
but the growers are planting those seeds now so they can harvest the starts in a in a couple of in another month month and a half then they'll be ready to bundle and and sell yep but we're headed into you were mentioning the root crops i am going to plant some more beets I, I was successful finally this year i did thin them enough so that i could have beets well you also did which i do every year are potatoes and you had great success this year we and we had we actually have potato seed this year yeah Yep. Not seed T- and potatoes. TPS, true potato seeds, but they're gone. We sold out. Did we sell out? No, we'll, we'll, we'll get more. We will be getting more. And the true seed potatoes, we are expecting towards the end of October and or early November. We have a, a line on somebody. The garlic rack and the onion rack came in with pictures of potatoes on the sides, which they don't have in the fall for us anymore. We have to go elsewhere to get them. So I took those signs down. But we will be, we have like a dozen varieties um, and I've had a couple people asking if we had this variety or that variety, and we're pretty excited when we did. We were expecting those. I don't remember what they were. It was one was Yukon something, but it wasn't Yukon Gold. It was like Little Yukon or my little buddy Yukon. Well, we had a, we had a great crop this year as well with just a couple planting. You, well, you well, and I. Yeah. I did. Uh, this was my first successful year with potatoes and it was such a small footprint and I got pounds of potatoes from four seed potatoes in probably four square feet, maybe six, maybe six by six. So, um, no, it wasn't six by six, maybe three by three, maybe well, nine story, square whatever feet. Whatever you want to use. <laughs> it was and I kept building it. I was so excited yeah. and the blue potatoes were enormous and good and the red potatoes were smaller and good and I'm going to Me do too. more seed potatoes. Me too. You've been listening to Garden Talk here on The Answer, KCBQ and K-Praise here in San Diego. We'll be back with another hour of Garden Talk next Saturday morning at 6 o'clock. Hope you can join us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, your source for gardening, landscaping, and horticulture news. Still have a question for the Garden Talk crew or want to learn more about the show, how to become a guest or sponsor? Send an email to askanexpert at walteranderson.com. That's askanexpert at walteranderson.com or visit walteranderson.com. There's more professional gardening advice next week at this same time on Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery.